Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody welcome back to the future cast we're back this week tonight i guess you should say it's our third time this week we did quarterbacks already we did running backs already and now we're back for the deepest the deepest of them all for the senior bowl the 2023 senior bowl down in mobile it's wednesday january 25th we'll be taking off on monday to go down to mobile but the wide receiver class always, obviously, it's going to be the deepest. It's going to have the most players in it from quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end as far as the fantasy side goes. Wide receiver was a fun one, a tough one. I've gotten through about 21 total wide receivers in this class so far. Uh, I'd like to get to about 30 before I go down to Mobile. And and my expectation for this class wasn't as high. Last year's class actually kind of really did underwhelm going in. It looked like it was going to be Jahan Dotson. Remember, Jahan Dotson backed out, didn't end up going to the Senior Bowl. And then what it ended up being was Jalen Tolbert, Christian Watson were the two big talents that really did stuff. And then you had guys like Romeo Dobbs that didn't really do a lot uh, and kind of pushed us away. And then, I mean, we're going to talk through all these guys that are going to be there this year um, from the Rashi Rices to the Charlie Joneses, the Andre Elisovas, if I, if I, hopefully I said that right, and then my favorite guy who – Right now, the dog ratings are not in. Obviously, they're going to be in after the combine because of all of the human interaction aspects of things that, I, that I'm going to be doing over the next few months. An early entry, an early high-end guy in the dog rating. We're going to talk about him here in just a minute, but let's get into the show. All right, first things first, you got to go over to playerprofiler.com, go to the offers section. You got to check out Rival Fantasy. Are you tired of having to play fantasy sports across multiple platforms? Now you can just play fantasy sports the way you want, all in one place. Rivalfantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles, challenges, fantasy book, and fantasy bingo. Plus, they'll be adding season-long fantasy in 2023. All first-time depositors receive a fully credited for any losses up to $50 with the code player also if you want to keep track of things while we're down in mobile while i'm in phoenix with dario go over to patreon.com forward slash carpentier nfl i'll have some behind the scenes uh, vlogs and stuff going on while i'm there 
Also, if you were on patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL this morning, you would have seen my exclusive early top 10 uh, for my mock draft 2.0. That's going to be released this evening. The top 10 I put on Patreon this morning. And yeah, that's over there. And I'm going to be doing an unfiltered episode before I head out to the senior bowl to talk about because I put a lot of shows on the on the on the table for this week quarterback running back wide receiver tight end and then the preview show will be Saturday at noon with Alex Dunlap we'll be talking about the senior bowl but there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you're not seeing everyone just thinks this is you know fine and dandy football season's over I go have dinner with some friends and like oh football's over what are you possibly doing and they got no freaking clue so if you want to find out some more behind the scenes things Come tap on over to patreon.com forward slash Carpentier NFL. Listen to Unfiltered this weekend. Check out the vlogs behind the scenes all next week at the Senior Bowl and at the Super Bowl the following week. Lots of fun, lots of interesting interviews and things coming over the course of the next few weeks. But you're not here to listen to me talk and rant about other things. You're here to me listen to me talk and rant about these prospects going to the Senior Bowl, these wide receivers. Andrew is in the chat already. He's tapped the mother frick in yes matt will be with me down in mobile this year he went two years ago i went last year neither of us went together this will be our first year going together as a duo down to mobile we're going to take that entire town down i'm looking forward to it because i've already interacted with a few people from twitter that will be down there that are some of my favorites and you'll see some of that stuff behind the scenes like i mentioned just a minute ago but like i said Let's tap in to the rookies in this class. At the top of the board are two guys right now at the wide receiver room. They're six and seven in my overall rankings at the wide receiver position. Number six is Rashi Rice. He comes in at six foot one, 189 pounds with a current grade of 6.8. That's where the roof starts with the senior bowl, guys. I think my New Jersey accent just popped in there. 6.8 for Rashi Rice puts him in at number six right now from SMU. Again, these grades are not finalized. These are not going to be the grades you're going to see in the rookie guide next month at the end of February. These are the grades that are just currently moving. Again, the things that go into this are a film grade, a dog grade, uh, which is off the field. Obviously, I've talked about the dog grade before, the athleticism grade on field and the athleticism grade off field. So it's not just combine it's how do they play football and how do they run at the combine there's two different athleticism grades that go into it and then we have a couple other things that go into it as well that's kind of how i build that grade but right now where things sit going into the senior bowl and again things will change through the senior bowl week going into the senior bowl my number one wide receiver it's really a tier of one, the top tier of wide receivers is what we're going to talk about here uh, at the senior bowl and that's rashi rice six foot 189 pounds 6.80 is his current grade from smu trey palmer six foot 180 pounds 6.75 from nebraska and Jaden reed six foot 185 pounds 6.70 from michigan state i'm going to continue to say this it's this entire class outside of and you're going to see this in my mock draft if you did earlier already Everybody outside of Quentin Johnston, which so if I'm looking at my current top 10, everybody in the top 10 outside of Quentin Johnston is six foot, six foot, five eleven, six foot, five ten, five eleven, six foot. Rashi White, Rashi Rice currently projected at six one. We'll see what he comes in at. Mike Wilson, who I'll talk about in a minute from Stanford, six two. Dontavian Wicks, six one. Nobody's big. And then it's five ten, six foot, five ten, six foot. They're all small guys per se. Uh, they all kind of fit that archetype build where they're between one hundred eighty five and two hundred five pounds, and they're five eleven, six foot. But 
like I said, Rashi Rice, 6'1", 189 from SMU. Body control, ability to put himself in places to win, aggressive play style, great drive, and hand-eye coordination. I love Rashi Rice's gameplay. He has the mentality to win consistently in the NFL, like I said, with body control, awareness, and aggressiveness. He's got a lanky nature to him, um, but I, I think that his lack of strength is really what's going to be tough as far as overtaking defenders that are aggressive towards him. When they show aggression back, it's a little tougher for him to win in those contested situations, but Rice will be productive in the NFL. He was very productive at SMU this year, and I, and I think Rashi is going to enter the week as the guy that's like looked at as like, this is the dude here. Again, he had 1,355 yards and 10 touchdowns at SMU as a senior last year. But I don't think he's going to exit the week as the top guy. Like I said, right now I have him as a zero. He's 0. 0.5, 0. 0.05 points ahead of or grade scale ahead of Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer is he's climbing the board. He's climbing the board quick, and he's got the speed. He's got the NFL size. He comes at about 180. He looks a lot bigger than 180. He looks like he's about in that. He looks like he's closer to Rashi. Rashi actually looks on the skinny side, where Palmer looks on the thicker side. Uh, when you're watching the game, actually, uh, when I talk about comps, I forgot to say Rashi Rice's comp is play style comp again. Everything's play style for me. It's not the best comparable. It's not the athleticism comparable. It's the play style comparable. Rashi Rice's play style comparable I have done is Garrett Wilson uh, from Ash- from last year's class. You remember Garrett Wilson, very uh, fluid in and out of routes, really great knee bend, uh, and 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 just re- kind of attacks every single route. And that's something I thought I thought. Rashi did Trey Palmer in there and he comes in Deontay Johnson uh, I used that as the play style comp good burst elite speed after running the mid 10s I think he had a 10-4 in the 100 meter dash um, Trey Palmer's got great speed I don't think it's to the level everyone thinks everyone's kind of projecting him to come into low four threes high four twos I think it's gonna be more closer like that four three nine four four one area uh, but Palmer doesn't need to be that guy he's he can do a lot of things on the field he played at LSU for three seasons he didn't really do a ton but he played with Keishon Butte, Malik Neighbors, Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson and then he transfers to Nebraska this year and goes for a thousand yards and nine touchdowns uh he has the abilities to dominate. He just does. He's point blank. He lacks strength to overtake aggressive defenders, um, but he he's got an aggressive play style, and he's point blank. He's a dog. He's a fluid athlete, but not an uber athlete. He can be a bit quiet, but that quiet kind of becomes like a villain. It's kind of I talked about this with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau last year when I was out there at the NFL draft, and it's just more of this like, okay, fine, doubt me. Fine, watch what happens. I'm going to wake up pissed off, and I'm going to freaking eat. Uh, he's a subtle route runner with great double moves and patience, and I think that's what you he, – again, he played with fucking studs at LSU, and then he comes over to Nebraska and just plays with Casey Thompson of all quarterbacks. And, you know, if you've watched some college football, Casey Thompson is not exactly Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Trey Palmer is going to move on to the NFL very smoothly. He's currently my wide receiver seven, and I think he's going to grow a little bit from there. I'm expecting a big week out of him uh, down at the Senior Bowl. He's going to be a guy I'll be talking about on Saturday with Alex Dunlap when we go over our top five guys to watch in the upcoming week. I'm really looking forward to that episode again with Alex. Again, that's going to be on Saturday, live on YouTube at noon. Uh, Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch, or also for OrangeBloods.com, covering the Texas Longhorns. Alex is going to join us. He's going to be down in Mobile with us. Obviously, it's going to be, I think, his 12th year, um, 11th, 12th or 13th year down in Mobile covering the Senior Bowl. So he has everything on lock as far as the process goes for Mobile. Again, the third guy in this top tier for me is Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed, six foot tall, 185 pounds out of Michigan State. When I'm watching him, I love him. I love everything about him. 
I put Percy Harvin light. You remember Percy Harvin came in close to 200 pounds. He was the he was the Debo Samuel before Debo was Debo. Strong hands, great awareness of surroundings, plays larger than he is, great body control and ability to come back for the ball and find it. Um, he lacks elite burst, and and it's kind of it takes him a minute to get to his top speed, but just it's a gradual acceleration. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Reed's a stud, great body control, like I said, great hands. Uh, he knows he's good. He knows he's good. He's got that kind of that I wouldn't say quite the dog level of Trey Palmer, but he knows he's good. He's primed to stay healthy uh, and continue on to the pro level. He he kind of was dinged up throughout his, his college career. He was also at Michigan State. Uh, Jaden Reed, another one I'm excited to watch. I think I'm more excited to watch Trey Palmer and Jaden Reed than I am Rashi because I think I've seen everything that you can see about Rashi, where which kind of sounds backwards because obviously Reed and Palmer played in the Big Ten and and. Uh, Rashi was at SMU, but I'm kind of more excited to see Palmer and Reed this week down in Mobile. But that's the tier one of the wide receivers down in Mobile. Tier number two uh, is Mike Wilson. Michael Wilson. You're not going to see a lot of him from anybody on Twitter because not a lot of people on Twitter know who he is. Michael Wilson from Stanford is the other guy from Stanford. Coming into this process, everyone's looking at, you know, not that they're looking at these Stanford guys. It's more so about who are you familiar with? Who is who have you seen more from uh, throughout the last year or two? And that's been Elijah Higgins. Elijah Higgins is an interesting prospect. He's 6'3", 235 pounds. He's kind of built like Traylon Burks from last year. Definitely does not have the athleticism of Burks or the burst or the hands. But Mike Wilson's actually the other. Michael, Mike, whatever you want to call him, from Stanford, 6'2", 210 pounds. He broke out as a sophomore, six, uh, 56 receptions, 672 yards, and five touchdowns. And then during his third year, his junior year, 2020, if you go back to the game logs, you can see he was progressing at the same rate that he was as a sophomore when he had that 672 yards. Colorado, 6 for 95. California, 7 for 88 and a touchdown. And then Washington, 2 for 43, middle of the game, gets injured. And he knew something was wrong. There's an interview out there of him talking about this entire process. He had a Jones fracture, uh, and then he started to come back from it, and then he tore something else inside of his foot. It ended up being an 11-month process for him to kind of fully get back and find himself. And that was obviously not until the following, the end of the following season in 2021 where he had 19 catches, 185 yards. So he, when you look at his game log, if you just game log scout these guys, Mike Wilson broke out as a sophomore and then hasn't done shit. Uh, in 2020 and 2021, and now he's a fifth-year senior, and you're just going to go, oh, he's a fifth-year senior, fuck that, whatever. No, he's not. He's actually a really good receiver. He's This year, six games, 26 receptions, 418 yards, four touchdowns. Again, only played in six games. But it's more about who he is as a prospect, right? Six foot two, 210 pounds. He plays like he's six, four, six, five. Different level of energy and attack with Wilson. Ability to contort his body with ease in the red zone and, and you know and even if his only task is the nfl is to be a red zone target if you're not you know you're not going to come in expecting him to be the alpha the number one in offense but if he can be a competent number two he's got breakaway speed he's got shake uh at the contact level uh, he broke out as a sophomore like i said and then the injury really is what's going to derail everyone's like thoughts and peripherals on him like ah fuck that guy he was out for you know two years essentially um and he just never he didn't do anything. What's he, what's he got for us? He doesn't got. But if you turn it on the tape, it's Terrence Williams esque. Terrence Williams with the Cowboys esque. I like Malika Wilson a lot. Right now, he's wide receiver nine uh, on my top twenty one list. Uh, the next guy on this list, six point three zero. Michael Wilson was six point four five. Six point three zero coming in at wide receiver ten is Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks is a a, a a tough scout because he tends to have issues catching the ball. 
think he had nine drops. I don't have many cons of him while watching the tape. He plays like he's 6'3". He's actually 6'1", 205. He's got that, again, that build of over 200 pounds, which is it's nice, especially being 6'1", 205 pounds. It's not like he's 6'3", 205 pounds where he's not too tall. He's just like a perfect fucking build for the NFL. Great body control and acceleration after the catch. Focus and awareness and continually show up on the film because of the poor ball placement uh, from Brennan Armstrong. Dontavian Wicks is a guy that I think can probably rise the furthest. I talk about Trey Palmer being a guy that can continue to rise. He's already at seven. Uh, How high can he rise? He could potentially get up to that five range, four range. But when you're talking about Dontavian Wicks, if Dontavian Wicks really comes in here and blows the top off of a defense, uh, the problem is at the senior bowl, so we're going to have a lot of one-on-one opportunities in the game opportunities. Jim Nagy brought down a ton of lengthy cornerbacks. So all of these matchups, you're going to see these guys against lengthy guys. Brents, Julius Brents from uh, from Kansas State, 6'4". You're going to see matchups with all these guys that aren't big. Dontavian Wicks is 6'1", Wilson 6'2", Rashi 6'1". Brents is 6'4", and he's playing cornerback. You're going to see some matchups like that. Like last year, we saw Tariq Woolen uh, down at the Senior Bowl dominate, and he got beat some. He Jalen Tolbert beat Tra- Tariq Woolen, and, and I like Tariq Woolen coming out, and then you see what he, he did in Seattle this year was fantastic. But Dontavian Wicks is going to get an opportunity again against a lot of these bigger, longer cornerbacks uh, to really win, and I think he's a guy that can really elevate himself. He can jump from ten up to five. Rashi's already, or I mean, Trey Palmer's already up there at seven, so it's it's less of a jump, is what I'm saying. Dontavian Wicks, best comparable player, play style comparable, Michael Gallup. A lot of people love Michael Gallup in Dallas. Obviously, he went through his injury. I think next year you're going to start to see what the OG Michael Gallup looked like. The next guy in this tier, tier number two, is Darius Davis. 5'10", 175 from TCU. He comes in at 6.30 as well, right next to Dontavian Wicks. Play style comparable, Nicole Hardman. Elite weapon, return, rushing, receiving, you name it. He's on the field. Makes operating in the open field look too freaking easy. Darius Davis, if you watched any, you watched five minutes of TCU football this year, you'll remember this guy. Absolute bona fide stud. Two punt return touchdowns in 2022, one punt, one kick return touchdown in 2021, one rushing touchdown each of the last two seasons, five receiving touchdowns in 2022, one in 2021. He's all over the field. The electricity is there. The problem is he he makes me feel too much like Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to comp him there. That's why I went with the Michael McCall Hardman route because you know they wanted him to be the one that replaced Tyreek Hill. Darius Davis, there's a lot of guys in this class that are going to be in this 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", sub-175 range. He's the thickest out of all of them, and he's the fastest, and he's the most electric. He's the most elusive. He's the fastest, uh, <clears throat> and I think the best overall. Being undersized matters, but when nobody can touch you. This is the note I make. Being undersized matters sometimes, but when nobody can touch you, it doesn't hurt as much. And obvious, right? But if nobody can get to you, if you're constantly – that's why Tyreek Hill is constantly healthy. It's because – his jukes, jibes, hips, and hops are always so quick and so bursty that nobody can touch him. Nobody can get to him. He's not a standard receiver. He's more of a weapon with the ability to do everything. He's not an elite separator, um, but he's fine. And, uh, and I think Darius Davis, having him at wide receiver 11 going into this week, number six at the Senior Bowl, um, it's, where, it's where I think he belongs. It's tough to put a guy that size up there because, again, Tyreek Hill was an outlier. Tyreek Hill's a little thicker. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. We can't compare Darius Davis to Tyreek Hill, but that's where I have Darius Davis. Now, I want to remind you guys to go over to playerprofiler.com forward slash chat. Playerprofiler.com 
forward slash chat. That will bring you to Discord. Join our Discord. We have about 2,000 members in there right now. We're trying to keep growing this list. Uh, we're all in there. Everybody that has a show, everybody that's working for Player Profile, everybody that's writing, everybody that's does anything is on Discord, and we're all there to chat. You got a question, drop it in there, tag somebody. You know, you got a dynasty question, you got a mock question, you, you want to – it's a good way to really track shows. If you don't watch YouTube consistently but you'd like to, we have an announcement section. You can jump in there and you can see when we go live. If you want to do a rookie mock draft, we're trying to get rookie mocks and dynasty startups going as well over on Sleeper, sleeper.com. Uh, sleeperfantasy.com use that promo code underworld to get a deposit match up to $100 when you join be sure you're bringing all your leagues over there I talk about that on every show on end bring all your leagues over to sleeper that's where we're going to start doing some mocks uh, very very soon on sleeperfantasy.com like I said playerprofile.com forward slash chat to join in there there's a little mock channel and you can in the mock channel just drop your email say hey Cody what what mock can I join superflex 1QB startup whatever it may be Drop it in there, and I'll get you added as well. Otherwise, if you don't want to jump on Discord, just email me, Cody, at Roto Underworld to, to join that as well, and I'll get you into some mock drafts. On to the next wide receiver grouping. These four guys are .1 points apart of all four of them. Jonathan Mingo's coming in, six two, 215 pounds. Really like watching Jonathan Mingo on tape. Best comparable, Josh Palmer from a play style comparison. Consistent first step up the lot of scrimmage, looking downfield for a player to block, looking downfield for a player to, to, to make miss, and, and sticking with plays consistently as the ball carrier gets the ball. And if he's going the opposite direction, he's working across the field to block a guy. If the ball carrier's coming his direction, he sees it, and then he's eyes downfield, finding a, finding a defender, trying to consistently stay on blocks. And that's really what's going to keep you on the field in the NFL as a receiver, blocking. As a running back, being able to pass block. It's block, block, block. If, you, if you're not blocking, think about it. You, you, unless you're you know, Devontae Adams-esque and you're going to get a 40%, 35% target share, that's still only 35% of the time. The other 60% of the time that you're on the field, you're not going to be getting the ball. So you need to be target. You need to be blocking. You need to be running pure routes. You can't be quitting on plays. You can't have a guy out there getting a 30% target share, and then on 70% of the time he just turns and watches the play every time. That's a dead giveaway to the entire defense. If they're keying on you and you're being a blank face and you don't want to have your head in the game when the ball's not coming to you, you're not helping your team. And a Jonathan Mingo-type guy that's working across the field in every single play and making everything look the same is is very important. He played with Elijah Moore, Kenny Yeboa, Dontario Drummond of the last couple of years. Great body control and size uh, and, and great ability to break tackles. Not going to really uh, dust anybody, but he has the ability to get behind defenders and route. Uh, tends to close his hands early. He's got a few drops. Uh, kind, kind of, uh, this is a weird thing. He's, the ball's always there. He tends He catches a lot of great ones. He catches a couple one-handers, but then there's a couple of them that are just concentration drops, it feels like, where he just show, closes his hands early. Uh, and it's just whatever it is. Uh, Mingo has decided to be a meaningful number two in the NFL. Great downfield blocker, like I mentioned, and, and good first movement. That's the biggest thing is just his ability to continue downfield. And as a wide receiver, he's got the size. He's, everyone's going to try and compare him to DK, AJ Brown. He's not that. He's not quite that. He's he's a lesser of those guys. Probably going to run the 4-5-5, four, 4-5-8 five, five, four, five, range, which isn't special, but it's not bad, especially at 215 pounds. I think he's going to be a good athlete. The next guy in line. 60 pounds lighter than Jonathan Mango is Nathaniel or Tank Dell, as he's like to be called Tank. Well, it's funny because he's literally the lightest player in the entire draft class. Uh, 5'10", 155 pounds out of Houston. Calvin Austin's the, the play style comp. Calvin Austin was down at the Senior Bowl last year. Calvin Austin was awesome to watch. 
Like I mentioned earlier with Darius Davis, these little guys, there's a lot of little guys. Trey Tucker we're going to talk about here in a second. But Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell, super elusive, electric, elite accelerator, more so than burst. The acceleration is good and quick, but the burst is not on that same level, which a lot of people might be confused by, but it's what it is. Good in the middle quadrants with the ability to create separation on digs and out routes, elite at an elite level, not going to dust anybody. Uh, sorry, that's another one. Lower frame is extremely thin, uh, as expected with his frame at 155 pounds. Speed and size can deter your eyes from mistakes and inabilities in, in how he plays because he's kind of like Darius where he's just always hopping around, making guys miss, and, and, and seemingly creating separation even though it's not quite on the same level. Uh, as with Tutu Atwell just a few years ago, Dell's big deterrence is going to be his size, 155 pounds. You're just not going to see a lot of guys like that. Uh, trusting his health and ability to not get bullied at the NFL level uh, will take time, but we've seen it. Khalif Raymond, Hollywood Brown, Taylor Gabriel, all sub 170. The problem is if he's 155, it's a lot closer to 150 and 149 than it is 170. Trey Tucker, another guy on this list that's actually 172, not 155. So he's actually in that 170 range. Uh, play style comparable to DeAnthony Thomas. He went to Cincinnati this last year. Small frame. He's got a little dog mentality in his brain right now uh, with a great upper body strength, not afraid to work across the middle of the field. Great burst after catch and start-stop ability, which is kind of what we talked about with Darius uh, with that ability to just hop, hop, and make you miss at, at all times and just not get hit. Inability to break tackles and really – evade tacklers with ease uh like i said he does have great start stop but it's not always you know in route uh, in route sometimes he'll get hit and, and obviously that's not what you wanted a 170 pound wide receiver much of his work begins at or around the line of scrimmage uh does his does have the ability to stretch the field but there's really nothing between the 10 and 25 yard marker which is the the middle quadrant on the on the field trey tucker Getting a lot of buzz from the NFL right now, but I think he's still undersized, and I think there's still a couple of guys like Darius Davis that belong in front of him uh, from wide receiver perspective. But 5'9", 172 does leave upside being 172 and not 155 like Tank Dell. That's why I had these guys back-to-back with the same grade. Um, looking to see kind of what that looks like at the senior bowl. I'm really – like that's the one thing is those three guys right there. So I talk about Darius Davis, 5'10", 175. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell, 5'10", 155, Trey Tucker, 5'9", 172. Those are three guys that are going to be down at the Senior Bowl. They're all going to be returning punts. They're all going to be returning kicks. They're all going to be trying to do the same thing, and I want to see which one really stands out because right now I have them literally uh, three guys across five spots, and their grades are very, very close together. Andre Yosef, Yosef's, uh, well, I'll figure out how to pronounce that one by the end of next week. 6'3", 200 pounds from Princeton. He's a wide receiver. This is the guy that they're saying, oh, he's this year's Christian Watson. Christian Watson, um, going in, nobody knew he was a 4'2", 4'3", guy, right? Going in, I can promise you Andre is not a 4'2", 4'3", guy. He's going to be more in the 4'5", 4'5", 4'6", area. I put Cam Meredith as the play style comp. I, I loved that comp. Uh, that was one of my favorites. Used as a weapon on Jets, he can do it. Again, he was at Princeton, so the film's going to be a little bit different. The talent level is going to be a little bit different. He consistently creates one to two yards of separation downfield, but again, it's against Ivy League footballers. 80% of his routes came on flies, fades, same route, crossing or drag routes. Not a lot of routes, I guess I'd say. They're, they're more of just like, they're routes, whatever, but they're just not uh, next level route running. Lacks long speed, but he can get behind defenders. But again, he can barely outrun Ivy League defenders um, elite uh, at an elite level. Can Andre elevate from 6'3", 200-pound frame to being 
the Christian Watson of this class. Yes. I think he's a stud at the Princeton level, but I think, like I mentioned earlier, he is 6'3". He's going to be the, the tallest guy there. Elijah Higgins is also 6'3", but 235 pounds, and the, the senior bowl has him kind of listed as a, as a wide receiver slash tight end. He's going to have the best advantage of all the wide receivers when it comes to the lining up with these long, rangy, tall cornerbacks that Jim Nagy brought down to the Senior Bowl. It's going to be interesting to see his week. Obviously, I don't have him near the top. I have him ranked 16th out of 21 right now. Uh, most of these Senior Bowl guys are in the bottom end. Uh, being seniors, uh, being less elite earlier in their career and in, in, in coming out early kind of deters into that. But Andre comes in at 16. Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, P-U-K-A, N-A-C-U-A from BYU, 6-1-2-10, coming down there with Jaron Hall. It's also another interesting thing. A lot of receivers are coming down with a quarterback. So um, we talk about Puka Nakua is going to come down with Jaron Hall from BYU. Nathaniel Tank Dell is coming down with Clayton Toon from Houston as well. Puka Nakua, very interesting comp here. Jalen Ragger, I don't know, a lot of people might not like that one, but intermediate line of scrimmage level target with tackle breaking and breakaway level speed. He does have speed. I think he's going to be in that 4-4-7, 4 range. Used out of the backfield often. 39 carries, 91 receptions at BYU. He's a guy that's going to be used kind of all over. Well above average ball tracking and body control. Listed at 210, but I think he's closer to that 195 range. I think BYU gave him gave him a little bit of weight on that because he he looks he looks kind of on the thinner side, but he is used across and he and he has the thickness throughout his body. He just does not look like he's 210 pounds. Uh, he tends to draw more contact than you'd prefer, but he has great ver- versatility. Uh, next on this list is Charlie Jones, a uh, guy that. Transfers from Iowa, goes to Purdue last year, and kind of dominates as one of the best wide receivers in the entire Big Ten. Charlie Jones coming in with some heat to the Senior Bowl week. 1,361 yards this year. Again, only six 728 yards in three seasons at, well, two seasons at Iowa, one year at Buffalo. Um, but Charlie Jones kind of has had a long career, like I said. Buffalo back in 2018, Iowa 2020 and 2021, and then Purdue this year when he finally broke out. I don't know, man. I don't really know what to think about Charlie Jones. I really am looking forward to seeing him. He plays at, He plays different. He's not your standard white boy at wide receiver. Uh, Donnie Avery is the comp I put for him for a play style, six foot, 188 pounds. He understands the importance of broken plays and continuing to move forward, kind of similar uh, to a Jonathan Mingo. Um, willing to put his nose into a cornerback and help block downfield. Great focus the ball point. Focuses heavily on early route footwork. It's one of the guys that you really notice uh, working on that the first you know four steps the first uh, the first one second of the route where deceiving the cornerback getting the cornerback off tilt kind of confusing him and, and getting him pointed in a different direction before he he goes another way you see this all the time on Instagram from Instagram Instagram or YouTube uh, wide receivers but Charlie Jones great route runner slight frame with a lean lean lower body super lean lower body uh, Charlie Jones is an interesting one comes in at wide receiver eighteen wide receiver nineteen has a great story as well. Jalen Wayne, six foot two, 205 pounds, not Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Wayne from South Alabama. Again, a second year with the South Alabama guy. That is obviously where uh, the Senior Bowl is hosted down there in Mobile on the South Alabama campus. Jalen Wayne, if you don't know, now you know. Reggie Wayne's nephew started playing football late in high school. He played basketball a lot. And then during his uh, freshman year at South Alabama, really when he started to take that next step as a football player, started to actually work out with Reggie Wayne. Obviously, if you don't know Reggie Wayne, go look him up. 
not going to get into that. Didn't do anything the first three years of South Alabama, but then in 2020 started to elevate 33 for 418, 2021, 53 for 630. And then this year, 58 for 816 and nine touchdowns after Jalen Tolbert departed in his sixth season. He's not your standard 60s season guy though. Like I said, he didn't do anything in high school until his senior year due to playing basketball, great frame with upper body strength and takeover ability. By takeover ability, I mean like go for seven to ten receptions and just get consistently targeted, especially at South Alabama. Not a ton of film available on Wayne, but it it also started, like I said, late. Uh, Hakeem Nix as the play style comp for him. Just two more guys on this list. Let me remind you to go over to PRbreaker.com, use that promo code CODY to get 10% off of all pre-R pre-workout i use grape grape is my favorite right now we're still waiting on cotton candy to get officially the comeback that's been a a year-long departure i've really missed cotton candy but they do have grape candy that's my favorite they also have blue raz as well as post-workout vanilla cake batter and chocolate brownie is the go-to at prbreaker.com you the promo code cody for 10 percent off now finishing out with two wide receivers ronnie bell Wide receiver from Michigan, six foot, 192 pounds, very similar to a guy that was here last year, Khalil Shakir. Grinder, upper body is continually moving faster than his lower body. He just gets out ahead. His upper body is built a little bit differently than your standard player or wide receiver. Understands body control and ability to contort and create space. He returned for his fifth season at Michigan after just one game in 2021. Sophomore breakout, 758 yards, but... You know, he kind of he played one game in 2021. 2020 was the year I thought he was going to come out. We created his player page on player profile after 2020 season. Figured maybe he'd come out as a junior. He had 401 yards and a touchdown. He goes back. That wasn't just six games, by the way. Six games, 400 yards. He goes back for 2021, plays that one game, has one reception, gets hurt. 2022, 62 receptions, 889 yards, four touchdowns, makes the national semifinal. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell, close comparable to Shakir. Khalil Shakir from a playstyle comp. Uh, Returned for the fifth season, like I said, at Michigan. And he comes in really low right now, 5.65, very comparable to Wayne, Charlie Jones, uh, and Puka Nakua down in that range, that last lower tier. Ronnie Bell, I don't know, man. A couple years ago, I I was a big fan, and then just going back to Michigan, it kind of pushed me down. But he's a guy that definitely could be a lot higher. You're going to see some uh, scouts, some analysts with Ronnie Bell much higher, probably up into the high teens, 12, 13 area. Um, But just not for me right now. He's at 20. I'd like to see a good week out of him down there in Mobile. And the last guy on this list is Elijah Higgins. First guy um, that, you know, coming into the process, I was like excited to watch his film after seeing a little bit of Stanford. 6'3", 235. Senior Bowl has him listed as wide receiver slash tight end. We'll see what happens there because he's not the athlete you would expect from a Chase Claypool when it's like, hey, that guy should move to tight end. No, he's he's going to run a 4'6", 7", at 235 pounds. Very Devin Funchess-like, very Traylon Burks-like. Strong, massive hands. Athleticism is not on par with Burks, but he's he's going to be given opportunities and end of rounds and in high-pressure situations in the red zone. He can, he can play good. Very, very tight lower half with the inability to pull away from defenders. Below average at Yak. Uh, but again, plays very similar to Burks if you watch the film, but he just does not have the pull-away speed. He does not have the the, the acceleration, the hands. He doesn't have the toughness. He's not fluid. It's, 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 it's just... As far as watching him, he looks like him, but his the intangibles, the athleticism are not on par with Traylon Burks. If you are in the chat and you got any questions, be sure to drop a question. I'll see if I can answer that question as we go through the process. Looks like we got one from George 
Casapis, he says, do you have concerns with Zay Flowers? 46.7 dominator is impressive. Yeah, Zay's not going to the senior bowl, but I did get through his uh, page as well. Let me pop that up here. Zay Flowers, currently I have him wide receiver five, same exact grade, well, just a touch lower than Josh Downs. I think him and him and uh, Josh Downs and Zay Flowers, I think, are a Spider-Man meme going in uh, to the combine. Uh, have him uh, placed out comparable to Elijah Moore. Small frame, obviously, professional route runner with an elite burst, I thought. Uh, great body control. Not separ- uh, Well, not mean the biggest, uh, but he c- consistently creates two-plus yards of separation, I thought. I'm a, bi- I'm a pretty big fan of Zay Flowers. Um, I, I, I don't know how to word this. I thought about putting him late in, uh, in, my, in my mock draft in, fir- in the first round, but instead I went with Josh Downs to the Kansas City Chiefs. That mock's going to be released uh, this afternoon. Zay Flowers deserves to be in the second round of the NFL draft, and I think he will be. Um, but yeah, that's I, f- I feel pretty good about Zay as well. But he's just also a year older uh, than Downs as well. AJ, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. I know, I know, I kind of run through this shit, and I and I speak really quickly. But I appreciate you guys always tapping in and, and kind of staying in tune with all these guys. I just wanted to preview all of these guys. There's going to be a lot more discussion, uh, you know, this weekend in the preview show, and then next week we're going to have a bevy of live shows as well. It's vlogs behind the scene over on Patreon only, and that's really, you know. That's just going to be the start. This is going to be a a long process of, like I mentioned before, we got the rookie guide coming out in, in late February, and that's a lot of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Shout out to you, Andrew, as well in the chat. Want to rack uh, off an underdog team? Hell yes. Underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD. To get a deposit match most up to $100, you can be just like Andrew and win yourself a mad, mad stack. Andrew says, what is the sentiment on this class versus the last few? Feels like we have been a golden age for wide receiver. That is correct. The last few years have been the pinnacle at the wide receiver position. This year, it's going to take a half step back. Right now, like I talked about on the Rotowire show on Monday with Alan Soslowski, right now, I think there's, you know, when you're talking half PPR, when you're talking PPR, and when you're talking NFL, I think each each version has a different wide receiver one. And then we have a wild card. Keishan Butte is the big wild card where he has number one ability, number one abilities, but off-field situation. Josh Downs, Zay Flowers are a couple kind of wild cards out there that they have every ability that Jordan Addison does. Uh, I think that they were not every ability, but I think most abilities that Jordan Addison does, but they're also on the on the shorter slide as well as being on the slider side. I love this class, but this class is not close to the last few. Uh, there's good depth here, but you really have to find it. Um, <clears throat> did you think the size of this year's corners will impact the wide receiver draft stock this year? Uh, not really. Again, I think at the Senior Bowl it will, but I think it's going to be opportunities for both guys because there's enough talent at the Senior Bowl this year. Last year there wasn't quite the level of talent uh, headed to Mobile at the wide receiver position. This year you're going to see a little more talent, but you're also going to see mad size down there at the Senior Bowl for the wide or the cornerback position so that is the the wide receiver show we've been going for 40 minutes strong here recap it really quick rashi rice enters the week at my wide receiver six trey palmer comes in a wide receiver seven Jaden reed wide receiver eight and michael wilson uh well that's well, the top is rice palmer reed is tier one michael wilson dontavian wicks and darius davis is tier two that's 9, 10, 11 in the rankings currently. Mingo, Jonathan Mingo comes in at 13. Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell at 14. And Trey Tucker at 15. Andre Yosefs comes in at 16. Puka Nakua at 17. Charlie Jones, 18. Jill and Wayne, 19. Ronnie Bell, 20. And Elijah Higgins, 
circles the wagons at 21 with a 5.1 low, low grade. Again, there's a lot of questions with Elijah Higgins across the board. That is the wide receiver position for the 2023 Senior Bowl. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat below. Drop them in the comments on YouTube. I'll come back, answer them all. Click that like and click that subscribe if you are a tap the fuck in and on YouTube. And if you're listening on podcast, be sure to click that five stars, leave a comment. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. I don't give a shit, but I appreciate you guys always tapping in and listening through these bad boys. Until next time, aka Friday, we talk tight ends. Let's have a great week. Finish strong and I'll see you on the other side.